let's just say glory to the Lord. Lord, we thank you for your presence here tonight. Lord, we thank you for your power. Lord, we thank you that you want to change some things, Lord, for the good. Lord, you want to move us forward, not only in the plans and the purposes that you have for us, but, Lord, you want to move us further into our divine design. You want us to become who you have in mind. And so, Lord, I thank you for the touching of hearts, Lord, the the reigning on us tonight. And, Lord, we say more, Lord. Can you say that? Lord, I want more. Has anybody already had enough? Well, um, where did Anita go? Is she down from? She left the building. Oh, that's fine. Now, don't ever disturb a sleep, you know, a, an anointed, a sleeper. <laughs> so, um, I'm, um, I'm really glad to be back with you all. See, I did a retreat here, what, two years ago? Is that right? How many of y'all were here then? Yeah, we had a good time, didn't we? So um, I really have great expectations for this weekend. And one of the things I'm going to do tonight when you're available, are you available or are you unavailable? It's like I tell my assistants, I'm either available or unavailable. Could you just play really softly? She's getting there. Somebody, somebody help the girl up. <laughs> um, you know, um, I do want to prophesy just a little bit, but what I really want to make sure I have time to do, and Debbie told me I had to be done by midnight, so I'll do my best to do that. But I've got a word tonight that I think the Lord wants to use to extend an invitation to each and every one of you. And um, how many of you know that when you're sent an invitation, you have a choice? And so I think by the end of the evening, you're going to have some choices to make, but the invitation is going to come directly from the Lord. I believe, and um, and it's going to be an interesting night. So what I want to do for a little bit is, as they rewire, and don't you know I'm already causing trouble. Um, well, while they're doing that, let me give away a couple of things. You know, one of the things that's on my heart is, um, just prophetically, is one of the things that's going to be coming, and when I say this, over the next couple of years, it's already started. The new the The swell of this sound has already started, is, we, we have got to have a deeper, fuller, richer revelation of the blood. And we've got to make sure that we hear and live a gospel that's, that's cross-centered and, re, and, and, and not just cross-centered, but that we embrace resurrection power after the cross. Hello? And so one of the things that um, I think is foundational to us moving into being Do I need to say that in English? One of the things that I think is foundational for us to move into being, not doing, but being, is a deeper understanding of the blood of the covenant. The blood. What, what is the value of the blood to God? What is the value of the blood to man? And what is the value of the blood to the devil? That's for another time. But I'd like to just give away a little booklet I did as kind of a sound bite. I'm getting tons of feedback up here, guys. What do I need to do? Do I need to adjust? Thank you. Uh, who would like, who's, who's interested in, in going a little deeper with the blood of the covenant? Right back here. Yep. There you go. And um, as you notice, I bounce around. Anita, let's go. Um, 
Let me say a couple of things about prophecy, and particularly sitting under prophetic ministry that I do. If I, <clears throat> if I ask to pray for you, or just a little bit softer, Anita, thank you. Um, if I ask to pray for you and you don't want prayer, listen, I'm not offended. And my exhortation is don't let anyone with a spiritual gift control you. So, um, and um, just by saying that I'm about to prophesy, let me tell you what just happened in the room. There were two responses. Pick me, pick me, pick me. And the other heart response was, oh, God, I hope you didn't see me. So, um, so yeah, so that's that. Let me just um, pick on a couple of people that are kind of bothering me. Can I pray for you? Yeah, come here. What's your name? Bethany. Have I prayed for you before ever like this? Did I pray for you two years ago? When you were 17? Yeah. Oh, gosh, let's not go there. <laughs> the Lord just gave me a scripture for you. It's out of... Second Chronicles 16.9 For the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth to show himself strong on behalf of those whose heart is loyal to him. And the Lord would say, Daughter, you have caught my eye. And the Lord says, You have not only caught my eye, I'm going to be retraining your eye. The Lord says, I'm increasing your vision in this hour because there's some things you've longed to see. There's some things that you've longed to experience. And there's some things that you've longed to encounter. And the Lord says, daughter, your heart has captured my heart. And your eye has captured my eye. And the Lord's shifting your vision in this hour. You're going to be able to see beyond what you've seen in the past. The Lord says, I'm changing the boundary of the limitation of your vision, your spiritual vision. The Lord says it's a new day and it's a new hour. And the horizon in which... You've longed to see beyond. The Lord says, I'm enabling you to see beyond. And the Lord says, it's going to bring great satisfaction to your heart. And the Lord says, the joy at times, it seems mechanical. It seems dry. But the Lord says, even in this hour, I am bringing you just a freshness and a newness and a life to the joy that you so possess. Because the enemy has seen and he has tried and he has attempted to steal that source of joy. But the Lord says, daughter, I have kept him at bay. The Lord says, I have been working on your behalf at times when you have seen and many when you have not. And the Lord says, the host of heaven, daughter, is on your side. And the Lord says, even at this hour, I have held them back and I have pushed them back. Because the Lord says, I have determined the hour and the time for you to see beyond the limitations of the past season. The Lord says, I've flipped the calendar. I've changed the month and I've changed the day. And the Lord says, this shall position you for a whole new season. So, Lord, I just thank you for that word. Lord, I say, in Jesus' name, eyes open. Spiritual eyes open. Be opened. Just be opened right now. Fully. Completely. Lord, let her see beyond the horizons of the past. And, Lord, let her step in to that new day. In Jesus' name. That was a good word. I'm so glad I didn't have a bad word. Um, let me bounce around here real quick. Um, um, I just have a quick word for you. What's your name in the white? 
Kathy, would you just stand up if you don't mind? You know, I felt like the Lord just showed me that he has been expressing himself in new ways to you. Even over the last four and a half months, there's been new expressions of his love, new expressions of his kindness, and new expressions of his kingdom. And I feel like you're about to have um, some fresh opportunities to show expression of the kingdom in new ways. The Lord says that... And I believe the Lord would say to you, daughter, I've been making divine deposits in you in ways that you've been longing to give out. But the Lord says, I needed them to go deep in this hour because the Lord says these opportunities are going to come from a deeper place than you can ever imagine. Because the Lord has has touched you and visited you and done a work in you and expressed himself to you in ways that you're, you're not even fully aware of. But the Lord says, with the giving out, there will be a fresh flow and a spirit of understanding that will rest upon you. And the Lord says there's going to be synergism of revelation and understanding. And the Lord says, daughter, your hands are going to stretch forth further than what you can imagine. The Lord says you have put limitations on some things that you thought you could do, but the Lord says those were limitations of man and not limitations of God. And so the Lord says, daughter, get ready, get ready, get ready. Because the kingdom is going to come. And Jesus is going to I guess y'all know what I'm talking I love prophecy. You don't have to know what in the heck you're saying. And it just works. Uh, somebody's like, amen in that. Let's see. Um, let's see. Don't anybody ever move in my meetings. It really messes me up. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let me just, can I pray for you? What's your name? Lonnie. Sorry, I have to turn my page back. Give me my hand back. I have to turn my page back. <laughs> can I just have a handheld? Yeah. Just turn me off on this one. Yeah, I'll do that. Okay. rejoice over you with singing and the Lord says you're going to hear the singing of the Lord in the coming days in a personal and fresh way and the Lord says over the last seven months daughter I've lifted some burdens I've taken off some yokes I've removed some things I've lifted some things I've shifted some things so that you could be positioned the Lord says you've you've just been positioned over in fact over the last the burden Lifting was over the last seven months, but the last six and a half months has been a real shifting of positioning for you in some relationships and some obligations and in some commitments because the Lord says, even those things, daughter, that you had a difficulty of letting go of, it's the Lord's, and you, you, there was some expectation that there would be some addition right after, but the Lord says, I merely had my finger on pause. Merely on pause, not denial. It was a delay, not a denial. 
And so, Lord, I thank you just for just the the singing she's going to hear. Lord, I just I just have a sense that <clears throat> music and and uh, music from heaven, Lord, that there's just going to be messages and music. That's what I'm saying, Lonnie. That there's messages and music, and even secular songs and in stores and in uh, places that. Um, <laughs> You wouldn't think God would even go. God's going to be there. And God's not only going to be there, he's going to have a message for you in the music. So, Lord, I pray that you'd connect the dots for her when she hears this music. Father, that there would be revelation, a connecting of dots. Lord, an understanding, a personal encounter. Father, I pray that you'd wig her out, take her further than she's ever gone. And, Lord, I pray that, Lord, you're just going to rattle her world with goodness and singing. So, Lord, I thank you for just this... um, (laughs) It's, he's going to redefine the word shaking. I just see a wonderful shaking uh, of an awakening and uh, a, a, an ability to connect the dots and some encounters, even out in the marketplace. With I, I just see, see and hear music over a speaker, and it's secular, and, and you encountering God in a deep and personal way. So, Lord, I, I ask for a fresh spirit of revelation on Lonnie. Lord, a fresh spirit of revelation to connect the dots and to have fresh encounters with you in Jesus name amen and amen bless you God bless you thank you I have been singing and dancing all day tell me this I have been singing and dancing all day everybody I work at the post office and all day they've been going I don't know what you're taking but I want some of it and I tell them it's God isn't that great that's awesome amen can we thank the Lord for that excuse me while I I know. She had no idea what she was getting into. So, God, bless the Lord. Am I okay? Let me pray over you. Come here. Come here. Stand, stand right there. No, stand right there. Take one step. Okay. Take another step. Hold out your hand. Come. And the Lord would say, Daughter, I have a tender hand and a tender touch for you in this hour. The Lord says, I'm going to be leading you in a new way. With the tenderness of my heart, the sweetness of my smile. says there's been hard days of discipline. There's been tough days of getting it together. But the Lord says you're going to know me in a new way. You're going to know my leading through tenderness. You're going to know my leading through comfort. You're going to know the heart of a shepherd. The heart of your soul. The shepherd of your future. Says, I'm going to lead you, daughter, in ways that will satisfy, that will heal, and empower. The Lord says, You've been one that's been so hungry for the fire, for the miracles, for the supernatural. And the Lord says, I'm going to show you that these ways in which I'm going to express myself to you in the coming days 
are as valuable and as important and as amazing as some of the longings of your heart. The daughter, and the Lord says, daughter, you have room for all. You have so much room for all. Don't lay aside those dreams that you've been pondering before me day and night, day and night, day and night. The Lord says, I'm adding to. I'm not taking away. It's an hour, daughter, where the Lord is adding to. So, Lord, I pray for my sister right now. Lord, I thank you for the new leadership of the Holy Spirit she'll be experiencing. Amazing, magnificent, satisfying, marvelous, supernatural. It's supernatural. It's so supernatural. So, Lord, bless her. Reveal yourself in these ways. for every heart here that we'd know you as the great shepherd Lord shoot we're not even the great sheep but you're the great shepherd Lord we need to know you that way we need to know your rod and your staff that comfort us we need to know that your leadership can be so trusted Reveal yourself to us. Just an anointing here. Let's see, this woman is really bothering me. Can I pray for you? What's your name? Alicia. forget, I change not, but I'm changing almost everything around you. The Lord says, the wind of change is at hand, daughter. And you have waited, for there was a season which you thought change was coming, but the Lord says that was a south wind. But the Lord says, I send a north wind in this hour, a north wind that will cause you to go in the direction that I've been speaking to your heart, even in the night hour, says the Lord. The Lord says, I've been whispering you whispering to your heart these things because the Lord says I've been getting you ready spirit, soul and body for change, fresh alignment the Lord says I'm, I'm ripping some things out there's some demolition going on and the enemy would like to call it destruction but the Lord says it's the beginning of great transformation for the Lord says do not listen to the voice of the enemy in this hour. For the Lord says, My voice shall be heard clearly even before the dust settles, says the Lord. The Lord says, I'm I'm pulling out the cabinets. I'm pulling out the all the things that that have been in place 
for a long time, but the Lord says, I have got upgrade after upgrade after upgrade in mind. The Lord says, in these areas, daughter, where I'm bringing remodeling and realignment, you will be able to say, it was worth it all. And the Lord says, you're going to have everything you need to make it to the end. The process will not be aborted, for the enemy will come at seven months into construction and try to abort the project and try to abort the work of the Lord. But the Lord says, I have gone before you and prepared a place of safety and refuge and protection. And at that time, at that time, says the Lord, I will bring to mind that the battle is the Lord's. So, Lord, I pray. Yeah, just touch right there. Lord, I thank you that there is a filling right now. Just there's a great exchange of what she needs for this process. Lord, right now you're just depositing the things in her spirit that she needs. Lord, I thank you that you always give us what we need. And so, Lord, just by just by divine deposit right now, that strength and that insight uh, and an interpretation. There's an interpretation of a dream that will come, that will be directional in this hour to help guide this transitional process. And the Lord says, it will stay on track. It is not, it is, it is the timing of the Lord. It is, it is not, it's not too late. Uh, when you thought it was supposed to start before, it wasn't his timing. The Lord says, let that go. But the Lord says, you're going to have everything you need to see it to the end. So, Lord, an awesome finishing anointing on her. Just an awesome finishing anointing. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we thank you. We just thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just an anointing in here. Thank you, Lord. Lord, we worship you. We just worship you. Let's just wait on the Lord for a minute. Holy Spirit, we just worship you. would say, many of you feel as if you're in a narrow place. Many of you feel as if you are pressed to the left and pressed to the right, but the Lord would come to you tonight and say, daughter, yes, I have you at a narrow place. The Lord says the entry is narrow and it is short, but the Lord says it is the hour to leave some things behind. For it is an hour that I am calling you to go through the eye of the needle. It is an hour that I am calling you to let go of the things that have even been a supply for you. Those things that have even been provision for you. For the Lord says there is great reward on the inner wall. But the Lord says it will take the understanding and the revelation to know what to let go and what to hold on. For the Lord says there are things, daughter, that you assume can go into the innermost chambers that I am sending you in this hour. But the Lord says, daughter, seek me. Seek my face. For the Lord says, presumption has come upon many hearts. And the Lord says, I am shifting presumption into my purpose. And the Lord says, it shall be easy once you hear my heart to leave those things behind because they have been of great resource and they have been of 
places of refuge. They have been, uh, you have accessed these things to give you strength for the journey that has passed by you. But daughters, the Lord says it is a new day and it is a new hour. The Lord says I have fresh resources. I have fresh provision. And the Lord says if you try to take in old provision in this hour, it shall be as if you're storing up manna. And the Lord says this manna shall not go into the new day. The Lord says this manna is over. The way that you have received and the nourishment and the things that have actually strengthened you, provided for you and given you strength, there are many things that need to be laid aside in this hour. And the Lord says, you can make it through. You can make it through. Father, I pray right now for courage. Father, I pray for courage for our hearts, for us to go into those places that you've called us to go in this hour. Father, for us to be able to discern with clarity and accuracy, Father, those things that, that we've embraced, Lord, those things that, we've, that you've sent to us, God, as, as provision and resources. But, Lord, it's an hour in which we must know how to separate the precious from the vile. So, Lord, I pray for a fresh revelation of discernment and, and understanding so that, Lord, we can truly go into places that we've never been before. And, Lord, we thank you in Jesus' name. That was a good word. Can we just thank the Lord? you got to love it. Anita, thank you so much. That was, can we thank the worship team tonight? Everybody doing all right? What's next, huh? Um, I want to I want to preach this word because I believe it's an invitation from the Lord. Um, I believe it's a prophetic word, and I believe if you'll listen to your heart with your heart, the Lord is going to speak to you personally. How many of you know that's a good thing? And uh, I believe that really there's there's really an invitation from the Holy Spirit tonight. And I didn't even think of it till just now because I just got that word about the eye and the needle that really ties into that, that word of the eye and the needle that I just released. Because God wants, want, God wants you to be able to go somewhere you've never been before. Does anybody have a hungry heart or am I just, you know, okay, what's wrong with you all? Did you all eat a big dinner? Okay. I mean, I don't know about you, but I think the Holy Spirit is working on every single heart to make us miserable. I mean, I know he's full of comfort and joy, but he's causing us to be miserable. Why? Because we need to move forward. Turn to your neighbor and say, move it. Some of y'all said more than that. You know, the Holy Spirit is preparing you now for what he's prepared for you. The Holy Spirit's preparing you now for what he's prepared for you. And I believe that we're at a very unique opportunity to move forward with spiritual growth, maturity, and understanding in a unique way. Is anybody ready to go to the next level? I don't know about you, but I'm tired of second grade. And the Holy Spirit is, is let me say this, he is strategically working in your life, which means... He's touching your stuff. How many of you know he's touching your stuff? He's touching areas of your heart. 
He's challenging thinking patterns, and he's shaking familiar systems to prepare you for your promise. You know, and part of that preparation process is of the Holy Spirit, it's the work of the Holy Spirit that's doing this, is to empower you to shift forward. The name of my message tonight is, uh, excuse me, to focus forward, is focus forward. And what, what I'm talking about is your internal focus. It's the eyes of your heart. It's the target of your inner man and your inner life. We're familiar with this scripture in Philippians 3, 13 and 14, and it says this, Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God and, and Jesus Christ. Wherever you're, whatever you're focused on in your inner life is what you're following. I'm going to say that again. I liked it a whole lot better when the Lord gave it to me than y'all did. Whatever you're focused on in your inner life, you will eventually follow. So let me, let, me tell you, let me tell you a battle that you're in right now. You are in a focus fight. And it looks something like this. It's, it's where, the, where your inner life is focused, and are you going to be fo- focused on the rejection of the past? Oh, but they hurt me. They, they really don't even like me. Or are you going to be focused on how much God accepts you? Are you going to be focused on what hasn't happened in your life? Are you going to be focused on the faithfulness and the goodness of God that's been on display? Are you going to be focused on the pain of the past? I'm not minimizing pain, but how many of you know if you just focus on it and don't don't receive the comfort that you need, you just end up focusing, and what you focus on you eventually follow? Are you going to focus on the pain of the past or the comfort that is inevitably available from the Lord? Preaching good. You know, Graham Cook uses the phrases present past or present future. Let me ask you a question. Are you a present past person? And that means you're living today, but you allow the painful events the dishonoring messages and the negative impact from the past affect you. That, that is a present past mindset. Or are you a present future person? That means you're living today with a sense of the future that does not allow the negativity of the past to impact you. We need to shift in this hour from being a present past person to being a present future person. Can anybody just tell me amen? So what I want to do tonight, since I've only got till midnight, is I want to take a look at a, I just saw this, this this has amazed me. I've seen the process of, of someone in the Old Testament shifting from a present past mindset and how the Lord interacted with them and shifted him to a present future mindset. Anybody interested in looking at that tonight? Look at Judges 6. That's the story of Gideon. I love Gideon, but I I hated it when I studied him for this because I realized I was more like him at the beginning than what I'd care to admit, but I just did. 
So Gideon's chapter 6. And so this, we're going to look at how the Lord empowered Gideon to shift from a present past mindset to a present future mindset. In, in Judges chapter 6, verses, starting in verse 11, we see that the angel of the Lord, and it, 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 it interchanges this. Sometimes it calls um, uh, this the angel of the Lord, and sometimes it's actually the Lord interacting with Gideon. Uh, but the angel of the Lord is sitting under a, tr- a shade tree just observing Gideon. And Gideon was threshing wheat in a wine press to hide it from um, the, his enemies, the Midianites. And, you know, wheat is usually threshed in a very open place to allow the wind to blow away the chaff. Do you know how wheat is threshed? In a very open building, we see about David did that, bought a threshing floor, and it's usually in a very open place. So for Gideon to thresh wheat in a wine press was really unusual. He was hiding something. Let me ask you something. Is there anything keeping you in an enclosed wine press that should be open? And maybe we don't even know it. What do I mean? I'm not talking about sin. I'm talking about issues and conditions of your heart. I don't know about you, but when I, when I know that I have fear or shame, rejection, you want me to keep going, disappointment, pain, I mean, these things could be affecting me in a way where I'm threshing my wheat in a wine press. Does anybody go with me? You know, this, wasn't, this was a couple of years ago. I was in prayer with the Lord, and the Lord, um, the Lord spoke to me, and he said, um, I started having a vision of uh, when I wrote my, uh, my book, A Glimpse of Grace, with the woman that helped me write it. And uh, we went over every line together. I don't know. How many of y'all have read my book, A Glimpse of Grace? Okay, the rest of y'all will deal with y'all through the weekend. <laughs> but um, anyway, there was one part of the story where I was put in an inner prison. Yes, you do have an ex-con speaking to you tonight. Um, I was put into an inner prison. I was shackled. I was chained. I had to wear an orange jumpsuit. And so orange is not my color. It was very painful. And... Um, so it was one of the one of the darkest times during during my prison years, and um, so the the friend of mine that was helping me write the book was reading me. I told her the story. She'd been traveling with me, heard my testimony a zillion times. So she'd written that portion of the story. I'm seeing all this in prayer, and so we're we're sitting down together, and she's reading me the part where I'm in the inner prison. I'm shackled and I'm chained, and this is what she wrote. She wrote, "And the Holy Spirit gave me comfort," and I said, "This is all in a vision. This really happened." I said. Comfort, comfort, I, I didn't need comfort, I needed strength. And she, we're kind of opposite temperaments, does anybody know what that can produce? <laughs> and she said, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry, I would have needed comfort. Of course you would have needed strength. And so we, actually you'll see it in the book, it says, and the Holy Spirit gave me strength. So the Lord's showing me all this, kind of like an MGM movie when I was in prayer. And all of a sudden, after that scene, he taps me on the shoulder and he goes, Mary... You have a need for comfort that you know not of. And I didn't even know what that meant. I mean, I had no idea what that meant. And all I knew to do was say, yes, Lord. How many of you know when he says something and you don't get it, you just say, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. I had no idea what that meant. I had no idea that I had pockets of pain. Now, I'm, I'm traveling, ministering, going around the world, and the Lord's telling me I needed comfort. If he hadn't told me, and you would have told me, I would have said, I don't need comfort, I need strength. 
But how many of you know when the Lord tells you you need something, you have need of it? And I never sought comfort because I didn't know I had a need for comfort. How many of you know you're not going to really seek things from the Lord unless you know you need them? And my lack of comfort and my pockets of pain caused me to do a lot of um, threshing of the wheat in a wine press. Is anybody with me tonight? So if your heart has pain, let me say this. That does not mean you're weak or you're spiritually immature. You want me to tell you what it means? It means you've experienced pain. But you wouldn't believe. We have, that's what we have, we have, uh, there's a huge mindset, there's a predominant mindset, I think, in the church, the church, universal church, even where I travel, that, you know, people aren't dealing, or they're not knowing how to follow the Holy Spirit in some areas of restoration in their heart, because, number one, they have the mindset that I I can't have pain, because I'm I'm in a spirit-filled church, I do this, and and so if I kind of go there, that means I'm, immature or I'm weak. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? So the Holy Spirit wants to destroy that mindset, and he wants to bring, bring an understanding to the church that says, you have a need of comfort that you know not of. And he's calling us out of the wine press, ladies, just like he did Gideon. And Judges six twelve goes on, and the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. I love this. The Lord is with you. You know, the Holy Spirit is wanting to connect you vertically. You know what I'm saying by vertically? Connect you with the Lord in a way that's that's more intimate than what you've ever experienced before. Is anybody just kind of hungry for more? And let me tell you, I am all for the power and I'm all for the gifts of the Spirit. If you've been in any of my meetings, a lot of times that shows up. Never really know. You just, you know, my job is kind of to lick my finger and feel the anointing in the room and try to facilitate a move of the Spirit. Like tonight, I'm leaning over to Anita and I'm like, it's raining in the room. It is raining in this room. What are we going to (laughs) do? Didn't I? She goes, I was getting the same thing. I'm so encouraged. So that's why I tried to move in a corporate sense so that we could connect heaven and earth. So it's not a show. It's not a performance. It's it's trying to discern and, and work corporately to allow heaven to touch earth in a very practical way. Now, I'm all for that. But let me tell you something else I'm for. I'm all for you and your everyday flow of life in your everyday existence going to Walmart and going down the cereal aisle and all of a sudden a name on a box jumps off at you and speaks to your heart and you just had a moment with God on aisle seven. Like I am so into that. I mean, no, 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 you don't understand. So into that because that encounter, just like the music, the what did I say? Something music, something. Yeah, there's going to be, yeah, just the music with you. I saw that in the marketplace. And so what am I saying? God, the Lord is with you. You mighty woman of valor. The Lord is with you. We have to cultivate and and be available and expect the Holy Spirit to keep an awareness in our hearts so that we can get a word on all seven. I love that. I absolutely love that. 
So the Lord is the Lord is with you. And let me just say this, you're not alone. The Holy Spirit's dealing with aloneness. He's dealing with what the enemy set up. The enemy set up mindsets and heart patterns and core beliefs of people that, that are, they do life this way. Here, just hold this. This is the way they do life. This is the way we do relationships. Can I tell you, this is not the way God does relationships. This is the way the enemy wants you to touch lives. And this is the way the Lord wants you to touch life. Because this is where life flows. And let me tell you, the enemy has set us up and done stuff in our hearts and in our thinking and in our believing. And I'm telling you right now, let me make an announcement to the church. The Holy Spirit is going after those things, and he is going to obliterate them, and he's going to destroy them. He's going to rock your world, and he's going to so convince you that you belong and you're part of the family. And let me tell you, that sounds great, but it's going to rock your world. Because you're used to not feeling like you belong. And let me tell you, when you start belonging and you start connecting with relationships, it it costs. Turn to your neighbor and say, pay up. So then then the angel also says, you mighty man of valor. Let me say this. Before Gideon was set out on assignment, the Lord needed to establish him from the inside out. And Gideon needed an upgrade in his self-image. He needed to see himself the same way that God saw him. God saw him as a mighty man of valor. How many of you know if you see yourself as a mighty man of valor, you're not going to be in the wine press hiding from the Midianites? Is anybody with me? So the Lord was helping Gideon, but the Lord was helping Gideon from the inside out. Let me tell you in this hour, my friends, the Holy Spirit is helping you from the inside out. We've got to be awakened to the way of the Holy Spirit and how he interacts with our spirit, soul, and body so we can come in alignment with his work, yield to his work so we can step into our future. Let me tell you, a lot of times we think we're waiting on the Lord, and the Lord's waiting on us. So to focus forward, we must have the same image of ourselves that God has of us. See, see God wasn't just helping Gideon to get out of the wine press. God was actually helping Gideon have a whole new mindset. How many of you know it's one thing to do something for God? It's a whole other thing when he changes your mindset about an issue or a thing. Or Do you know what I'm saying? So to focus forward, we've got to have the same self-image that we've got to have the same image of ourselves that God has of us. And let me let me tell you tonight, my friends, you belong. That's why I love the blood. Can I tell you, you don't belong because you come to this church. You don't belong because you sing a song or dance or raise your hand. You belong because the blood of the Lamb was shed for you, and that blood qualifies you for full privileges of being in the family. The blood does not just cleanse from sin, my friends. It is, an, it, is, it is what invites you and allows you to come into the family of God. You don't have to wait to be accepted. You already are accepted. We've got to get a, rev, get a revelation. <laughs> wakey, wakey. Because <laughs> we're in. Turn to your neighbor and say, you're in. So you, you belong. How many of you know that's going to affect your self-image if you really believe that? And how many of you know that's going to give you power 
So that when you come to church on Sunday and you were here at the retreat, you paid your registration, you did everything, you know, you did the deal, you're here. And then how many of you know that if you really know you belong and you come to church on Sunday and and Debbie walks right by you? I mean, she walked right, she just walked right by you, didn't say hello, thanks for coming, did you have a good time? How many of you know that 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 perceived rejection won't have power over you if you know you belong. So your self-image empowers you so that people don't have power over you this way because you got your power this way. And can I tell you about Debbie? She didn't ignore you. She had to go to the bathroom. So you belong. You're chosen. You don't have to wait to get in the game. You are the game. Just play your part. You're accepted. You're beloved. You're an ambassador. We need to own that self-image. Not the image that others have given you or that you've even given yourself. So that's kind of your three sources of self-image. The self-image others have given you. The devil working through people, putting stuff on you that's not you. Sometimes we just put on our own self-image. By the time I got, how many of you know by the time you got to go to prison, you probably got a pretty bad self-image? I mean, one of my favorite things about going to the joint was one of the mirrors was like a Reynolds wrap and you couldn't see yourself. I hated myself so much. I was like, oh, that is such a relief. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, I, oh, good, somebody with a gift of mercy. Oh. But, I mean, I was just so broken inside and I just so hated myself that much. But I can tell you, can I just make an announcement? I am so awesome. I mean, I am just so loving and so lovable and so chosen and so accepted. He could take my microphone. I could never preach again. And let me tell you, I just rock. I mean, I'm unique. I'm amazing. I'm magnificent. I mean, do you realize what I've come from? This image that I had of a thief, a convict, full of shame, couldn't look myself in a mirror. I had hundreds of demons. I had mindsets and thinking that are too even embarrassing to even breathe tonight. And here I am. Look at what the Lord has done. So where is the holy finger of the Holy Spirit in your heart? What's he working on? What's he wanting to upgrade? Not in a condemning way. He's saying, next step, next phase, more freedom. Isn't that the truth? So Judges six thirteen, You know, Ogid begins to bemoan the angel at this point. And he's, and he's just really letting her rip. Have you all ever let, really let it rip with God? If not, I highly suggest it. It's very therapeutic. You know, and, and Ogid begins to talk to the angel kind of like this. Well, if God's really with us, how in the heck did we end up like this? You know, if stuff like this happens to you when God's with you, do you think he would mind leaving for a little bit? And, and where are all the miracles he did for Grandma? God brought him out of Egypt, but he's put us in the hands of our enemies. What's up with that? 
Gideon needed a focus shift big time. He was primarily self-focused. He was stuck in disappointment. He was embracing a distorted image of God. He was experiencing tons of pain. And he had a present past mindset that affected everything. Judges 6.14. The Lord's response to Gideon's condition was this. Go in this might of yours. (laughs) Does that strike anybody else as funny? I mean, Gideon has just had verbal diarrhea on the angel. (laughs) And the Lord's response to that is, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? Okay, I want you to catch this. The Lord was relating to Gideon as if he was already in his future. Because the Lord is present future in his mindset. And the, and the Lord will relate to you as if you're already manifesting characteristics of your future. And if you're at a maturity level, then where you really are. You know why? Because that is the way he upgrades you to be in your future. Do I need to say that again? You can chew on that. Get the tape. You know, I heard a spontaneous prophetic song one time, and I loved it. It went something like this. You're somewhere in your future, and you look much better than you look right now. You're somewhere in the future, and you look much better than you look right now. Come on, you're somewhere in the future, and you look much better, and you look right now. You're somewhere in your future, and you look much better than you look right now. Amen. You know, that is so true. You know, and another thing I loved about this moment with Gideon is that, you know, the name Gideon actually means deliverer. So, I mean, Gideon had heard all his life that that, that was his name. Can you imagine his mom when he was four? Gideon! Impact is sometimes different than when it comes from up to down. Is anybody with me? Is that okay if I do that? Turn to your neighbor and say relationship. So the impact of this shift of Gideon's focus, remember, where did we first find Gideon? In Hiding in the wine press, right? And so now let's look and see what happens. So in a dream... The Lord gave Gideon instructions, and he said, Take your father's young bull, this is 25, 625, the second bull of seven years old, and tear down the altar of Baal that your father has, and cut down the wooden image that is beside it, and build an altar to the Lord, your God, on top of this rock, in the proper arrangement, and take the second bull and offer a burnt sacrifice with the wood of the image which you shall cut down. So Gideon took ten men... That amazes me. So Gideon took ten men from among his servants and did as the Lord had said to him. Gideon was so empowered by this new thinking, by this shift of being present, future focused, that he could do something he'd never done before. How many of you know that he wasn't sacrificing some bulls in that wine press? He was unable to do it. So Gideon moved beyond the limitations of the wine press. Can I tell you something, my friends? If you were in a wine press, you have limitations. 
And God is awakening us to where we are literally living in a place that we don't belong. Can I tell you, my friends, some of you are living in places you don't belong. I was living in a place that I didn't belong. I was living in a, in a place of, of relative isolation in ways. I was traveling the world, but in certain ways I, I, had, I had no ability to connect with other people the way I needed to connect with them because I had not received the comfort of the Lord to heal me some, from, from some pain. And how many of you know that if you have pain, you're like a porcupine? You're either like a porcupine or you're hidden in a wine press. Somebody's got to go with me on this journey. So God is, God is empowering us to get out of the limitations that we've been in the past. And let me just tell you, my friends, this is involving your heart. This isn't about doing more. This isn't about fasting more. This isn't about praying more. Let me tell you, that's good to seek the Lord in those ways. But you've got to respond to the work of the Holy Spirit when he touches your heart right there. And he says, Mary, right there, you're in pain. No, I'm good. Like you've never done it. And let me tell you, pain does not mean you're spiritually immature. God's now given me a new trumpet to blow. I have to now, now, at first I have to go around and tell everybody about my sins, my occult activity. I've been incarcerated. Now I have to go around the world and tell everybody that, hey, you know, I'm in pain. Great. Here I am, just the pain poster child. But you know why? Because I know what life is like as a leader going around the world having pain and not being healed. And I'm now discovering what it's like to humble myself and say, Lord, I'm not good. I need help in a way that I didn't even know I needed help. Is anybody with me tonight? So Gideon is moved beyond the limitations of the wine press and into the purposes and plans of God. And his new mindset influenced the people around him. Can I tell you, he took ten servants. Those were the, I mean, he had a clan that supposedly was so dysfunctional they needed therapy. And so he's taking the servants of his family to go out and do the purposes of God. How many of you know that's a little change of mindset? So he he has to see himself differently and he has to see others differently. What am I trying to say? If you'll allow the work of the Holy Spirit to shift you and establish you into a present future mindset, you will not only begin to see yourself as God sees you, but you'll begin to see others in a way that you can't even imagine. And some of the, some of the reasons that you're dry and you're weary and you're, you're hungry and you're frustrated, let me tell you, I'm all for the next move of God, but the next move of God might be needing to come from your neighbor. But, but I've got this heart condition, and I can't connect, and I can't receive. The Lord's going, I know. I'm trying to bring understanding of the work of the Holy Spirit in your heart to open your heart up so that you can have a life on this earth that produces life and not robot. So Gideon took ten servants from the least of the clans and did something great for God. So let me kind of close with putting this kind of in a prophetic package. When you shift into a present future mindset and you begin to truly focus forward, it will impact your sphere of influence. And the personal shift that the Lord is working in your life will have impact on those around you. So let me say this. Be prepared 
Because as you leave wine press limitations, some people around you don't want to leave the wine press. And they'll also want to allure you back in. So you have to know what the Lord is saying in this hour. And let me, let me, let me say this. I just want to read this prophetic utterance the Lord gave me for this message. The Lord says, it's not a time to draw back into the old. It's a time to be positioned in the new. There are situations that seem like the old is touching your life in a familiar way. But the Holy Spirit is in these situations in a new way. He is strategically using them to free you from bondage and captivity that they previously brought on your life. Don't be afraid of the way the Holy Spirit is working in your life in this unique way. For healing and freedom are being offered to you in unique and different packages you would have never dreamed of in this hour. Be discerning, be prayerful, and be watchful. He is replacing experiences of the past with experiences of your future. There are things touching your life in this hour that seem to be out of season, that seem to be out of touch of the rhythm that the Holy Spirit has you in in this hour. But the Lord says to you, no, that it is my rhythm that brings these things into your life. For the Lord says, I am causing you to have experiences now that are building a platform for you to truly step into your future. He is intentionally creating new life experiences so that your heart has a new home. Your heart will no longer have to take refuge in a place of pain, shame, or rejection. But it will find a place of safe refuge in the future that is unfolding for you in this hour. Your thoughts of your future are to be filled with expectation and hopes and dreams and passion. And there's a level of faith needed in the coming days that is greater than you've ever experienced before. This is why the work of the Holy Spirit is revealing where you have hurting hearts. A heart sickness that has been caused by disappointment and pain. Holes that need to be filled. Gates that need to be repaired. And some walls that need to be torn down. It's all part of the Holy Spirit's plan. To break down and to build up in your heart so that you can fully in, fully enter in into your future. And the condition of your heart plays a huge role in framing the way you see your future. This is a time, beloved, where hopelessness is being overcome and faith is rising. Dreams are stirring in your heart. Passion is bubbling from deep within. Allow the Holy Spirit to enter the innermost recesses of your heart. Ask Him in, beloved. Ask him in. He's at the door. He has fresh and unique ways and provisions of healing, of liberty, and of soundness. So let me ask you a question. 
What door is the Holy Spirit at in your heart? What door does he want to come in tonight? Does he want to come in that door? That door of disappointment where hope's been so deferred that your heart has grown sick? Are you having trouble shifting to a present future mindset because the pain of the past is great? What door is the Holy Spirit knocking at in your heart tonight? If you will, just close your eyes for a moment. I believe the Holy Spirit wants to touch hearts even now. I believe there's many of us under the sound of my voice that were like me. That you have need of comfort that you know not of. And the Holy Spirit is here to comfort. The Holy Spirit is here with the ministry of comfort to come. Don't go digging. Don't take a self-shovel. Start digging up dirt. But let's just give the Holy Spirit the freedom, the access to those parts of our heart that we try not to notice, we try to turn away from. God doesn't want your pain to go into your future. He wants his comfort to come into your heart tonight that will actually heal that pain. That's the answer. Holy Spirit, we just ask that you'd show us specifically where's the pain from, Lord? Where'd it come from? What's the source? Where do you want to specifically apply a ministry of comfort tonight, God? Lord, just bring that anointing of comfort tonight. Lord, I'm asking that you'd comfort hearts right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, come. Let your anointing come. Go deep, Lord. We give you permission. Go deep. Go deep, God. The Lord is showing me that someone lost a business. You've moved on. You say, I'm good. But there's pain right there. The Lord wants to comfort you right there. Lord, just bring your comfort right now. Just bring your comfort. The Lord is showing me that there's um, a son has died several years ago. Someone lost a son. And you've grieved. And you've mourned. But tonight the Lord wants to bring just like an extra dose of comfort right there to heal. And to prepare you to be able to move forward. And the Lord says to you tonight, daughter, it is okay to move on in a, fur, in a fuller measure. It is okay to move on in a fuller measure. The Lord is showing me that someone had to change geography. Had to Actually, they moved to this city from another city or to this area. And uh, the pain of leaving uh, where you were, where your life was established, you've... You packed up your things, and and you moved with your family, but you left your heart. And the Lord tonight just wants to bring comfort to you, and he wants to heal you of that pain. Holy Spirit, just come. Just come with your comfort. Just begin to whisper to the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, comfort me. 
I'm asking for your comfort tonight in these areas that have come to mind. Lord, I I just say, I need your comfort. I need to know you, that, that you're the father of all comfort. Comfort, comfort me tonight, Holy Spirit. The Lord is showing me that there's someone here that's been um, so disappointed by the prophetic. There's been some wounding along the lines of getting words with even dates and, and details. And, and there's just been a real woundedness right there. And, and the Lord wants to bring his comfort. The Lord wants to just comfort you where that disappointment has set up almost, I see it as a kind of a gangrene area in your heart. And it's made it very, very difficult to trust the Lord. It's made it very difficult. In fact, you're wondering why you've been unable to enter into worship and you've been unable to connect with the Lord. The Lord says, receive my comfort tonight. Just receive the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the comforter in that area. In the name of Jesus. Just with all eyes closed, put your hand on your heart. Holy Spirit, I am asking in the name of Jesus. That you'd pull out the arrows right now. Just pull them out. Every arrow in the hearts of your people come out right now in Jesus' name. I command the leaking of poison in your heart to stop. I command the arrows of betrayal, the arrows of rejection. I command that arrow of shame to come out right now in Jesus' name. I command every arrow of shame to come out of your heart, come all the way out, come out of your heart in Jesus' name. I command that arrow of fear to come out of your heart in Jesus' name, devaluing. Um, Lord, I command the arrow of, of devaluing to come out in the name of Jesus. Not being validated has, been, has poisoned your heart. Lord, I command every Rejection, that arrow of rejection has got to come out right now in Jesus' name. All the way out. That arrow of rejection come out from childhood. Come out in Jesus' name. It's got to come all the way out. I command that arrow to come out. And I speak comfort into your heart right now. Lord, I speak the ministry of comfort. The ministry of comfort. Where every arrow has come out. Lord, I'm asking that you would comfort your people. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Look at me just a second. Isn't it good to let him in? All I can tell you is it's it's different than focusing on the pain and acknowledging it. That, that has value. It's a whole other thing to say, Holy Spirit, I acknowledge the pain. Bring your comfort. Do you see the difference? 
That's like saying I have a wound. Debbie, look at this wound I have. It's a whole other thing to say, Leah, put some medicine on my wound. Do you see the difference? We've not known how to receive comfort. Some of us have. Many of us have. How many of you know we need a little more? So do you need to do anything tonight? This is the way I'd like to close as we leave. Find two people and comfort them before you leave tonight. Can I pray for us? Y'all ready for that? Y'all ready to give and receive comfort before you leave this building tonight? Is that okay? Some of you are like really nervous. That means, yes, you might have to pat or touch or at least tell somebody they have pretty hair. You won't die. You might find life. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you. Lord, we want to have mindsets changed. Lord, we don't want to be present past in our focus anymore. Lord, we want to be established in present future thinking. And Lord, we want to say we want to move into our future with incredible courage and with incredible strength. Lord, because of the word of the Lord, the changing of mindsets, and Lord, we even say tonight the receiving of comfort. Lord, bless my friends tonight. Let the word of the Lord, let the encounter with the Holy Spirit stir them tonight. Father, give them dreams. Mess them up tonight, God. Just shake them from the trees tonight, God. Lord, and the Lord is showing me someone here has been having nightmares. And, Lord, I just break that off in Jesus' name. And I say, dream God dreams. Don't be afraid of the night hour. Actually, that's been empowered by a spirit of fear. I just break that, that empowerment of fear, and I say, dream dreams of the Lord. So, Lord, I'm asking that you'd release dreams. Father, that you would visit them tonight, that they'd encounter you at night, and, Lord, that they would come refreshed and ready for more in the morning. And, Lord, we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening.